0: Welcome to the Grace Avenue Church podcast, where we believe that the grace of God is yours to live. It is our prayer that this message will help you experience God's freedom, live your potential, and make the impact you were created for. Now here's the message. Happy Father's Day to the dads out there. Let's give them one more hand. Great to have the dads in the house. We're going to celebrate dads today. Today my message is really pointing towards just celebrating fathers you know, it seems like the only time we hear about dads is just when how bad they're doing. <laughs> it seems like all we hear on the news is how negative dads are when dads don't do this, dads don't that. do that. Uh, I'm not doing that today. Nobody's getting beat up here. Amen? You're going to be celebrated in Jesus' name. We're going to lift you up. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff out there about dads that's not celebrated and not pointed out, and I wanted to give some qualities today on what a good dad actually brings to the table. What a good dad actually looks like. And some of us today, maybe we didn't grow up with a, a, a dad or maybe dad's passed on or, or maybe we didn't have the greatest example of a father. But can I tell you that all of us, when we come into Jesus Christ, we get the spirit of God the Father in us. We get the life of Christ in us. So we begin to learn how to develop, how to be sometimes the thing that we didn't even get ourselves Or the thing that wasn't modeled for us. Or even with the greatest father like I had. A father that could not give me anything and everything that was needed to do this life. My dad dad did the best he could. As many of your fathers did. But I found as I got older that there were voids in my life that only God could fill. And what it taught me to do was to stop looking back to the past and what people couldn't give and to start looking into the future of what God could give. See, sometimes the thing that we think was lack is actually God preparing us to be filled. God preparing to fill the void and the places that need to be healed in our life. But every one of us today has a circle of influence. Male, female today, uh, mom, dad. We can all embrace the spirit of God the Father and step into our circle of influence. Be it our family, be it our neighbors, be it our friendships, be it our work environment. And we can model what Christ looks like, what Christ's life looks like in those arenas, in those moments. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul said this, For you have countless teachers or guides in Christ, but you don't have a lot of fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus. So here's the Apostle Paul acknowledging That out there in life, you got a lot of TED Talks, you got a lot of YouTube videos, you got a lot of podcasts, you've got a lot of books, you got a lot of television shows, you got a lot of co workers who can give you a lot of information, but that's different than people who will actually take the time to father you, to mentor you, to invest in you, which shows us the difference between people who are just present and those who are actually invested. It's a difference. Dads can be present, but fathers are invested. Here's another version of that scripture through the message translation. I want to read that one again. It's First Corinthians 4.15. It says, I love you and I want you to grow up well, not spoiled. Oh, come on. You know that's a dad speaking. <laughs> there are a lot of people around you who can't wait to tell you what you've done wrong. But there aren't many fathers willing to take the time and the effort to help you grow up. That's what fathers do. They take the time with patience to help people grow up and grow into what God has called them to be. So in today's age, it'd be like this. It's like the Apostle Paul would be saying, you got a lot of people who can help you fix a car you got a lot of people who can help you with your finances. you got a lot of people who can teach you how to do this and to do that. But you don't have a lot of people who can guide you like a father can, who can direct you and even correct you like a father can. Can I stay on that word for a second about correction? That's not a word that we should actually exclude from our life once we're like beyond our teenage years. Yeah, nobody's correcting me now we're almost kind of geared that way where we can stop being corrected do you know to to grow the most in christ there's this word you don't hear a lot about in church anymore but it's called the word rebuke i used to hear that all the time when i was a kid in church you rebuke you you need to be rebuked It's like every week was a new rebuke that's wrong and that's wrong you can go overboard but rebuke in the good sense is just course correction It's direction, and sometimes the best way we can show the love of Christ to one another in church life and in community is through being people who help bring correction to others. Which means we have to be willing to give it, but we also have to be willing to receive it. If we're not at that level yet, that means we're just attending church, a social gathering. Until there's some integration into our life where someone can not only speak into our life, but we can speak into others. We've not crossed over into New Testament community. See, fathers bring something different to the table than bros. Fathers bring something different than bros. Bros can talk about sports all day, work all day, money, working out, whatever. How good the hot wings were last night. How much indigestion you had this morning after the hot wings. But fathers can tell you, you know you shouldn't be eating them hot wings anyway at 12 o'clock at night. And you can receive that. Fathers bring something different to the table because fathers are invested. Fathers aren't just present in your life. Fathers have a purpose. Fathers are interested and fathers are invested. Because anyone can spot the potential in us. Anybody can recognize potential. But fathers stay around to develop the purpose in you. And we can all do that for other people as well. Whether we're playing both roles of mother and father, whether we're single parent, whether we're blending a family, we can embrace who God is in our life and begin to pour that back out to people around us. The first thing that we want to talk about today is that fathers speak life. And I think this is so important with the society that we're in and with the culture that we're living in with the criticism culture and the critique culture and the cancel culture and the delete you culture and the unfriend you and the block you and whatever other words we can use to be <laughs> unkind and inhuman, uh, inhumane is, is this mindset of we're here to speak life to people. It, it seems like our culture is now thriving, at least online, of being a culture that really is excited to rip other pe- people apart. And to just get online and start dehumanizing people and labeling people. We're looking at the same social media feeds, right? We're seeing the same thing. And I think to be on the giving side of that might feel good, might feel empowered until it's your son or your daughter or your friend getting accused on the other side of that, who's innocent, by the way. And if you've never been on the the other side of that, and I have, It's not fun. It's not fun to see friends lied about in the media. It's not fun to see people ripped apart with lies, but here people are just feeding away, tearing people apart. God calls us to speak life. That's affirmation and encouragement. You know, the church, we as the church, should be the greatest believers in people's potential. We should be the people that see the best in people, even when they're at their worst. It starts with us. Why? God saw the best in you when you were at your worst. How much more should we see the best in others, even when they let us down? I'm not saying we can't put our feelings aside and all that. Yeah, there's feelings. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that God shows grace to us, not just in our best times, but in our worst times. And we have to learn how to help people see the good in themselves. Come on. People, we give up on ourselves way too fast. We feel like failures way too fast. One, two, three, four, five mistakes, and we count ourselves out for life. We count ourselves out for our future. I know people in their 20s and their 30s that have basically written off their entire future. Say, bro, you got about 50, 60 years to go. I hope you got another plan besides discouragement. If you can't pick yourself off the floor, you better help get somebody to help pick you up off the floor. Because you've got a lot of life to live, and God is for you all the way. See, sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves that we can't even see the good that God has done. You ever been in a position like that where, where things go bad, and you can't remember any of the good? All you can see is darkness in front of you. All you can see is confusion. We have to be people who speak life to people when they're in the cave when they're in the valley, when they're in the ditch, when they're in the darkness. We can speak life to people. This is the first thing that God the Father did to Jesus. Matthew chapter 3, verse 17, Jesus is being baptized, entering into his ministry. God the Father didn't brag about the miracles Jesus was going to do. He didn't brag about his perfection. He didn't brag about the things he was going to be remembered for. What did he say? He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's affirmation, validation, and identification. Three things that God the Father shows us. He believes about his son, and his son believes about us. See, it's easy to be vocal with what we're displeased with. But fathers are intentional about what we are pleased with. And come on, affirmation goes a long way. Encouragement goes a long way. Come on, ladies, when you get your hair done for the first time in a long time, you want some encouragement. You want somebody to notice. You don't want somebody to go, what did you do to your hair? who breathed on you you want somebody to say dang that man that looks good oh, well i know you know it always looks good come on we want encouragement you know how to make somebody's day just go up and tell them hey man you've been working out like, no oh okay man it's all right why why do you ask just looking a little fit man he's like oh thanks it's okay to tell little lies like that. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> in this church, you can do that to me anytime. You say, are you looking fit? Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> See, part of the problem with our society is that we're constantly highlighting what's wrong with people. Constantly, just, it's, it's in our society. It's just, it's just like bleeding out every single day. Not encouragement, but tearing down discouragement, critiquing, criticizing, tearing down. Focusing on the minors, not focusing on the majors. And as fathers, we'll tear our kids apart if all we're doing is picking on everything that's wrong. We have to learn how to give encouragement and affirmation. And we have to learn how to do this, whether or not we got it ourselves and whether or not we get it ourselves. See, sometimes the attitude can be, well, nobody's doing this for me. I don't have anybody in my life. I'm going to tell you the, the greatest growth phase in my life was when I learned how to accept that there were some things I was expecting from people from my past that didn't have the capacity to give the thing I was wishing they could. And I could have spent years and years wishing that they could do something that, I'm telling you, when I got a hold of that revelation, it changed every aspect of my life because I stopped looking back at people's faults. Started being focused on what I can give, what I can do. Hoping that the same grace that I'm asking for for God for my children and for the people I invest in is there for me. All right, number two, fathers aim to live a life of example. I didn't say fathers live a life of perfection, never make mistakes. I said fathers aim like a bow and arrow pointing towards the bullseye. Fathers aim to live a life of example. In other words, they model leadership in manhood. In 1 Corinthians, Paul had the boldness to say this about himself. I urge you then be imitators of me in Christ. He's saying, well, you see in my life, I want you to follow that. Man, is that not a serious call for a man or a woman to be able to say that? Hey, follow my life. That's a big call, man. That's the boldness that Paul had in God. He told Timothy, you know what I teach, you know how I live, you know what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, you know my patience, you know my love, and you know my endurance. See, Paul knew that he could take stock of his own life, what was going on under the hood in his life, and ask God to deal with it so that he could in turn be life to other people. Number three, father's guard. Their own spirit. Fathers guard their own spirit. In other words, they take ownership and responsibility of what Paul talked about as the inner man, the inside. You know, a social media photo will tell me a lot about your style, your smile, what you value. Your social media feed will tell me that too. But you know what I can't really read through that is the condition of what's going on on the inside of what makes you insecure, what makes you confident, whether you're in the valley or whether you're on the mountain. I I can't see that. And at the end of the day, what God calls us to is a responsibility to guard what's going on on the inside, to take responsibility for the inner man, to value it enough that the condition of what is happening in here is actually pouring out of our life, because this is where we're pouring out from. Proverbs says this, whoever has no rule over their own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. Come on, think of the Old Testament. We read stories of where the walls would come down, enemies would invade and plunder the city. It's the same way with our spirit. When the, instead of the devil sneaking in the back door, he just comes in where the walls are broken down and he plunders and he, and he, and he destroys steals and kills. Proverbs tells us that we can take responsibility for that. We can take ownership of that. There's only so many times I can say I'm having a bad day or I'm having a bad season before I have to take responsibility for it. I'm having a bad attitude. I can say that, but at the end of the day, I've got to take responsibility for it. (laughs) I'm starting to get mad about something that I should have been forgiving about five years ago. I better take responsibility for that. I'm starting to think again about something that I let go of three years ago. I better start dealing with that before it takes root. And like a city without walls, the enemy comes in. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul said this So we don't lose heart, our outer self is wasting away, but our inner self is being renewed day by day. In other words, we're taking responsibility for taking ownership of what's going on on the inside. See, fathers have to become good stewards of their own spirit. Come on, we take care of our car, take care of our bills, take care of our lawn, take care of your little dog, your cat, your bird, your lizard, whatever you have. (laughs) Got to take care of your spirit. Got to take care of the condition of what's going on on the inside. Take care of our appearance, take care of our health. What about your spirit? Where does the word come in? Where does worship come in? Where does community and connection come in? Where does prayer come in? The things that will actually feed your spirit, if they're put on the back burner, will leave you running on fumes. And sadly, will just leave you running in your natural strength, not the strength of God. Yep. And so many times people are, are wanting to step into this supernatural, more spiritual strength that God gives. But, they're, but Netflix can't do that for you. <laughs> I don't care how good the show is. (laughs) Entertainment can't do that for you, no matter how fun life is. This is why Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, by the natural things alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. There's something that only God can say to you that can feed you. And an empty spirit, a malnourished spirit, God is saying here, the remedy for that is the food that only God can give you amen think about it like this if you run on an empty tank spiritually all you're giving out is from the empty tank it's like you're running on the red line all the time but if you're filled you're giving out of your overflow you're giving out of what god has poured in sunday morning is is not the only time to fill the tank some of you guys will hit the doors at your job tomorrow, and the tank will be empty within five minutes because of your environment. And so you better be filling up. Learn how to take responsibility for that. Number four, fathers live for God's glory. Fathers live for God's glory. In other words, they value humility and holiness. First Corinthians 10, Paul said this, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, whether you're cheering for those Cowboys that lose every single year in the playoffs after they promise to go to the Super Bowl. Or whether you're cheering for the shameful Lakers who promise the world and trade their entire team for one guy who's going to be a free agent next year anyway. Whether you do stupid things like that, do it all for the glory of God. They traded the whole, they traded the whole farm away, bro. What? For Anthony Davis you believe that? I mean, President Trump would say this is the worst deal in the history of all deals. It's a horrible deal, man. <laughs> Sorry, let me get back to my notes. Fathers live for God's glory, not just when people are watching, but all the time. Can I say that as Christians, we always have an audience of one? We always have an audience of one. God is always with us. God is always watching. We're not doing things to get pats on the back, to get accolades from people. We're doing our life to give glory to God. And if God is pleased, then really it doesn't matter who's not pleased. A greater confidence comes when we start to live for God's glory rather than people's opinions, rather than people's acceptance. Number five, fathers aim for consistency. In other words, they aim for dependability in all seasons. I like to say it this way. Your greatest ability is your dependability. Your greatest ability is your dependability. To be depended on is so powerful. I mean, think about it. If I gave you a car... A brand new car, and I said insurance is paid five years, gas is paid five years. Here's the keys to the car. But the only thing is, it's only going to start one time out of every six times that you get in the car. And on that day, you get that brand new job, that brand new career transition. You're about to start. You get in the car. You turn the key, and it doesn't start. It wouldn't matter how good the car looks. It wouldn't matter how polished it appears. If it's not dependable, it wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't take you where you need to go. Can I say, as fathers, I have a teenager and a toddler. Y'all better be praying for me, please. And can I tell you that I need the strength of God (laughs) to do that? And more than anything, what they need from me is dependability. They don't need me to be perfect. They need me to be dependable. They need me to be there. They need me to show up. They need to know then when I'm supposed to pick them up, I'm going to pick them up. When I'm supposed to be praying for them, I'm praying for them. When they need love, I need to give them love. They need dependability, not perfection, just invested, present. You know, sometimes you can, you can expect your, your, your kids to uh, provide gratitude. And I don't think that word's in their vocabulary yet until they're like in the 20s because that's when I think I started being grateful for things my family did I think right it's just entitlement <laughs> and it's, it's entitlement and, and I just say we can't expect things from our kids because they're kids I can expect obedience but I can't expect gratitude gratitude comes later after dependability is recognized and seen After time goes by, you're saying, dang, I did cause a lot of drama. Ooh, sorry about that. I did cost you a lot of money. Sorry about that. I'm still costing you a little money. Sorry about that too. It's dependability, staying present, staying invested, being the father, being the mother, being the older sibling, being the cousin, the aunt, the uncle, the the person that needs to be there. 1 Corinthians, Paul said this, 15, 58. He said, My dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. He's talking about in the faith, in life. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. Come on, get up every day and work for the glory of God, enthusiastically. Whether someone's celebrating you, blowing balloons into your room, blowing bubbles in your face, work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for Jesus is ever useless. I've seen the struggles that you've had over the last couple years with your, your, chill, your child in the hospitals and the ups and downs in the car. I saw all that stuff. I'm just thinking, and here you are, strong, faithful. You keep coming. You keep growing. You keep building. Can we give this woman a hand right here? This is a hero in your midst. A lot of times we're recovering from things that we didn't get the things that have gone wrong, but we still show up because we're going to be dependable. We keep serving, we keep investing, we keep helping other people. There's people all around you here today going through their own storms, but I can promise you they've made the decision to be dependable. They said, you know what? If I got to come broken, I'm showing up broken and God will heal me and God will do something in and through me. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says this, let us not grow weary of doing good. Come on, anybody ever get tired of just doing good? <laughs> don't grow, don't get weary of doing good. For in the due season, everybody say, in due season, in other words, at the right time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Come on, I feel like somebody needs to hear this this morning. Giving up is on the edge of your marriage, it's on the edge of your life, it's on the edge of your mouth. Giving up, it's what you're thinking. Hey, I've been there. I'm telling you, nothing nothing fruitful will come out of that. God's calling you to endure and to persevere and to grow through this. Because he's put his strength in us. See, sometimes you've gone as far as you can Naturally. And now it's time to see what you can do spiritually. It's time to step across the line out of your human strength and into supernatural strength. There's been no word. There's been no worship. There's been no prayer. There's been no obedience to God. There's been no submission to God. There's been no honoring of God, but you're wanting God's strength. And you're on empty. And you're doing things your way and not God's way. And what can you expect If you want the blessing of God, he asks for you to do things his way. God's calling some of you to cross over the line this morning. This is more than a Father's Day message. This is a transformation opportunity. Male or female today, it's about embracing what God is saying to you right here in this moment. You're not guaranteed it tomorrow. I marry people and I bury them too. And I tell you what, I don't know anybody that's ever more surprised than when tragedy happens in people's lives, than the people surrounding them that get serious. Sad that it takes tragedy to get us serious about the things that matter to God. Let's be dependable. In all seasons. Maybe this morning you're asking, Do I have what it takes? Can I tell you that in Christ you do have what it takes? In 2 Peter, he said that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. In other words, we can do what God has called us to do. Not what we think we're called to do, but what God has called us to do. And God has put that in us. I don't know if you believe me. I'm going to read it. His divine power has given us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Don't, don't forget God called you into this life. Don't forget that God drew you by his love. God drew you by his grace. God's covered you by his grace and he's still got you covered. All right. Here's what I want to do. I want to pray for a fatherhood spirit. First for all the dads in the house today, I want to pray for you, but, but I want to pray for some of you who are playing that dual role I want to pray for single parents I want to pray for people who want to step up into just the spirit of what I'm talking about today can I tell you that there's moments in church life over the years where I look back and I think I can remember it was that message it was that moment where things changed, and I really believe that today that day is for many of you so something's unlocked and it's not hype it's not emotion it's you know what this is revelation you know it it's time to step into it embrace it If you would like the most up-to-date information about Grace Avenue Church, or you are looking for a way to support this ministry, please visit us online at graceavenuechurch.com. Thanks for listening.